Section 14 of Ingersoll on the Great Infidels from the Works of Robert G. Ingersoll, Volume 3, Lectures. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Section 14. Our Infidels. In our country there were three infidels, Payne, Franklin, and Jefferson. The colonies were filled with superstition, the Puritans with the spirit of persecution. Laws savage, ignorant, and malignant had been passed in every colony for the purpose of destroying intellectual liberty. Mental freedom was absolutely unknown. The Toleration Acts of Maryland tolerated only Christians, not infidels, not thinkers, not investigators. The charity of Roger Williams was not extended to those who denied the Bible or suspected the divinity of Christ. It was not based upon the rights of men, but upon the rights of believers, who differed in non-essential points. The moment the colonies began to deny the rights of the king, they suspected the power of the priest. In digging down to find an excuse for fighting George III, they unwittingly undermined the church. They went through the revolution together. They found that all denominations fought equally well. They also found that persons without religion had patriotism and courage, and were willing to die that a new nation might be born. As a matter of fact, the pulpit was not in hearty sympathy with our fathers. Many priests were imprisoned because they would not pray for the Continental Congress. After victory had enriched our standard, and it became necessary to make a constitution, to establish a government, the infidels, the men like Payne, like Jefferson, and like Franklin, saw that the church must be left out, that a government deriving its just powers from the consent of the governed could make no contract with a church pretending to derive its powers from an infinite God. By the efforts of these infidels, the name of God was left out of the Constitution of the United States, they knew that if an infinite being was put in, no room would be left for the people. They knew that if any church was made the mistress of the state, that mistress, like all others, would corrupt, weaken, and destroy. Washington wished a church established by law in Virginia. He was prevented by Thomas Jefferson. It was only a little while ago that people were compelled to attend church by law in the eastern states, and taxes were raised for the support of churches the same as for the construction of highways and bridges. The great principle enunciated in the Constitution has silently repealed most of these laws. In the presence of this great instrument, the constitutions of the states grew small and mean and in a few years every law that puts a chain upon the mind, except in Delaware, will be repealed, and for these our children may thank the infidels of 1776. The Church never has pretended that Jefferson or Franklin died in fear. Franklin wrote no books against the fables of the ancient Jews. He thought it useless to cast the pearls of thought before the swine of ignorance and fear.
Jefferson was a statesman. He was the father of a great party. He gave his views in letters and to trusted friends. He was a Virginian, author of the Declaration of Independence, founder of a university, father of a political party, president of the United States, a statesman and philosopher. He was too powerful for the divided churches of his day. Paine was a foreigner, a citizen of the world. He had attacked Washington and the Bible. He had done these things openly, and what he had said could not be answered. His arguments were so good that his character was bad. End of section 14. Our Infidels.